Facebook at Baba Testimony123. Lori Instagram, Jesu Lolua. Good morning, this is your wake up Fresh call.
Three minutes can pass 7 a.m. Thank you for choosing your feel good radio. Fresh 107.9 FM at Bogota. It's a Tuesday morning. Good morning to you. Great to know you're there. Uh, joining us this um, Tuesday morning is the 22nd day in the month of June 2021. As uh, a day that commemorates a couple of things across parts of the world. The 22nd of June makes it 173 days gone already in the year 2021. What it means is there are still a long 192 days or a short 192 days, however you decide to see it, left this year. Quite a number of things have been commemorated against parts of the world. If you're celebrating anything, we wish you the very best today. We'll celebrate with you. Enjoy your Tuesday. Please be safe. Time to take a look at the headlines this morning. Freshly pressed this Tuesday. As freshly pressed this Tuesday morning on Fresh 107.9 FM, Alberta. Thank you for joining us. Wale Bakar is my name. It's time to take a look at the headlines. As always, this morning, The Punch, The Guardian, The Pen Pushing Newspapers, The Nigeria Tribune, The Nigeria News Direct, uh, The Nigeria Gateway, and of course, uh, the, Guard, the Guardian and the Premium Times. Those are some of the options available to us. Uh, this uh, morning, uh, we're live on Facebook for you to uh, watch and uh, join the conversation. Do drop your contributions there. We will be glad to hear from you, as always. Because uh, uh, we'll go ahead and mention some of the headlines for you to look out for. We'll take a peep into some of them and get talking uh, in a moment. Uh, Mr. Samson Akindele is with me, as always, this Tuesday morning. Good morning to you, sir. Great to have you in the studio this morning. Uh, it's good to be here again. Well, just let's get right to it. The punch this morning. Bandits, headsmen, farm occupation. Insecurity grounds CBN borrowers. Farmers say loan repayment difficult. Is there on the punch this morning? Media bill. Buhari reintroducing decree four under different guise. Say stakeholders. That's another to look out for. Protesters block Abuja Airport Road. Demand Buhari's resignation over insecurity. Customs prepare to seize private jets over documents verification. Is another uh, to look out for on the punch this uh, morning. Ex-convict robs, rapes, octogenarian in Ondo. Stolen phones recovered. Uh, there's also a final year student to sue a Bomb Varsity over expulsion for criticizing governor. That's on the punch as well this uh, morning. That's an interesting one. Is there for you to look out for? Um, final year student to sue a quiet bomb varsity over expulsion for criticizing governor is there uh, on the punch uh, this uh, morning. Yorubas callers, monarchs, caution, ego, demand decentralized government. That's another on the point this morning. The Tribune customs say only six private jet owners in Nigeria have been verified. <laughs> is there on the Nigerian Tribune? No section of Nigeria is excluded in my administration, Buhari insists. Uh, that's also on the Nigerian Tribune. Federal government establishes universities in Akwaibom, Jigawa, Oshun, Bochi with 18 billion naira. Um, healthy and alive, Abiara Debunk's death rumor is on the Nigerian Tribune as well. Amendment of NBC 
Press Council Acts will sanitize media space. That's according to the Senate. It's there on the Nigeria Tribune this morning. Uh, the Senate finally uh, making known their position as uh, far as the oddly contested topic is concerned. Uh, the Guardian uh, says Nigeria faces import crisis as reserves hit 13-month low. That's on the Guardian. Lagosians, commuters lament deplorable state of Aswani, Emzo access roads. Mogalu charges Indigo to look beyond Buhari, explains why secession will fail. That's on the Guardian as well. Abwad commissions 50, okay. Uh, Army kills six Boko Haram terrorists in Brno. Uh, Nigeria's broadband access to get 640 billion naira investment is another on the Guardian. Suspected ESN members admit attack on police formations in Eboy. That's also on the Guardian this uh, Tuesday morning to look out for. Uh, there are some of these headlines right there on a lot of the other dailies. The Premium Times, for example, with some headlines for you to look out for as well. Why Buhari APC failed in first four years? Senate President Lawan, that's on the Premium Times. Uh, there's also continuous voter registration. INEC to deploy 5,346 personnel to 2,346 centers nationwide. In case you missed it, INEC did announce yesterday that the continuous voters registration would recommence or commence, whatever you choose to use, next Monday, June the 28th. It's there on the Premium Times. Nigerian government establishes four new universities in Oshun, Jigawa, others. Uh, that's there to look out for. Uh, this uh, morning, the pen pushing newspapers, Emirate Airlines suspends all flights to from Nigeria. Is there our 40 year old man raped 60 year old woman in Ogun State? Is another to look out for on the pen pushing newspaper. Fake American Army General bags 10 year sentence over Facebook fraud. Also on the pen pushing newspapers, uh, this uh, morning to look out for. There are a lot more to look out for this morning. Igbo will lose most if Nigeria breaks up. Uh, in case you missed that, that's according to the former Imo State Governor, Richard Okorocha, is on the uh, Nigeria Gateway uh, this morning. Pay our salary or face strike action. That's according to ASU. Uh, those are some of the headlines on the Nigeria Gateway uh, this, uh, as far as this week's edition uh, of that uh, weekly is concerned. Uh, there are a number of them uh, to look out for. Nigeria can't do without obtaining loans. Fashola uh, is there. Smugglers, security operatives in gun duel, kill students also there. Why we supplied bread to bandits, bakers. That's there as well on the Nigeria Gateway this morning uh, to look out for. I will take a peep into some of these headlines uh, this uh, morning. Remember, we're live on Facebook for you to join the discussions and uh, we'll definitely talk to you at some point. I've had phone lines this morning. But before then, we'll take a very quick break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Some people have that special phone number. Sometimes it's the first number you ever had. Or that number that rhymes with your birthday. Or the number that your first girlfriend, Titi, gifted you. Hmm. Now, imagine having that number taken away from you and giving to someone else, all because your line was inactive. Oh, no. Oh, my. Such painful stuff. 
But guess what? With Glow always on, that won't happen because for just 500 Naira, you stay connected to the Glow network even if your SIM is inactive. Now you can really rest easy and never worry about any of that because Glow always on will keep your phone number for you. Just dial star 777 hash and select always on to subscribe. Thank you for staying with us this Tuesday morning. It's freshly pressed uh, right here on Fresh 107.9 FM. Uh, in case you're just joining us, uh, well, you're right on time. Uh, quite a number of minutes late, but you're right on time. Uh, just before we uh, take a peep into this story on the point, uh, you know, continue to talk about the uh, aftermath effect or the effect of the security situation in the country. Uh, let's, uh, for a moment, uh, take a look at the... Media bill situation is on a number of the dailies uh, this uh, morning. Uh, the point says media bill. Buhari reintroducing decree for under different guys, says stakeholders. Uh, comes uh, with, well, a couple of reactions. The president of the Nigerian Union of Journalists, Christopher Isigis, on Monday reiterated the position of stakeholders in the media towards the National Press Council Amendment Bill currently before the National Assembly. He said a stakeholders meeting was important to settle the gray areas. He added that any regulation that tended towards the control of the media by the government would be resisted. Isiguzo spoke while featuring on Sunrise Daily, a program on Channels Television. He said, from the NUJ's perspective, we did not really object to that public hearing. But from the Nigeria Press Organization's perspective, made up of the newspaper proprietors of Nigeria, the Nigeria Guild of Editors and the Nigerian of Journalists were opposed to the planned amendment. We told the National Assembly that the matter was, a con- was of contention in court and it would be subjudice to discuss. I do not think anybody is allergic here. If you look at the issue in court, we said allow the practitioners and stakeholders to regulate themselves. In Ghana, the person heading the press council is a journalist. So when you allow us to regulate ourselves, it is a lot easier. If you look at the proposed amendment bill, you will see that they want to criminalize a journalist. Uh, for instance, if a journalist breaches the ethical code, you want him to go to prison. We said no. There are ways that we can sanction the persons as practitioners. We can suspend the person and we can also get the NUJ to strike out the membership of such an individual instead of sending the journalist to jail. These are the great areas we feel should be struck out in the amendment. Meanwhile, the Chief Executive Officer of Media Career Development Service, Lake Tufoduri, uh, said the amendment bill and the decree 4 enacted by President Muhammad Bari in 1984 during his regime as military head of state are the same. During an interview on Monday, it said the two pieces of legislation were meant to stifle the press in Nigeria. Decree 4 was during the military regime and even then it was heavily criticized by journalists and this led to the imprisonment of some prominent journalists. The interesting thing then was that when Bari came in, we said it was going to tamper with press freedom, and indeed, this press bill, as well as the NBC bill, are just indications that this government seems determined to stifle the press freedom we have. It is quite unfortunate that this is coming under a democratic system of government. They can amend laws because the laws have been in place for years, and it is believed that events must have overtaken them. But what they are proposing is totally different. The uh, well, the rest of it is there. The editor of Premium Times, Idris Akimbaje, said media practitioners should not be deterred. He said Nigeria is slipping down the ladder 
when it comes to the freedom of press. With this direction, it is the same with Dick Reform. The media should not allow themselves to be cowed into submission and they should ensure they report objectively and courageously. Uh, the same position was shared by the editor of the cable, Kolakwa Lakwaju. Uh, there are a number of other reactions. Uh, that have uh, trailed it there. Media practitioner Ambassador Yemi Farumbi said the NPC amendment bill would definitely stifle dissemination of information in the country, which is granted in section 22 of the 99 Constitution. Well, it's there on the punch. Media bill, Buhari reintroducing decree 4 under different guys, stay sake, stakeholders. Uh, but uh, the Guardian uh, this uh, morning, as uh, this uh, report, uh, no, the Nigeria Tribune, or rather, amendment of NBC Press Council Acts will sanitize media. That's according to the Nigeria Senate. The Senate has officially reacted to the controversy trailing the move to amend the National Broadcasting Commission Act and Press Council Act. Senator representing Oshun Central and Chairman, Senate Committee on Media and Publicity, Bashir Ajibola, said the amendment of the two bills was not meant to cripple press freedom. At the public hearing into a bill to amend the NBC Act organized by House Committees on Information, Ethics and Values, the Minister of Information and Culture, Lai Mohammed, had asked the lawmakers to include internet broadcasting under the control of the NBC. Speaking on Monday in Abuja, at the venue of the two-day capacity building training for media aides to principal officers of the National Assembly organized by the National Institute of Legislative and Democratic Studies, the Senate spokesman further claimed that it was meant to check excesses of those they called reckless and irresponsible media establishment. While he admitted that freedom of speech is an inalienable right of the people effectively captured in the 1999 Constitution, Senator Ajibola, however, maintained that such rights have been abused by a certain section of the media. He said the amendment of the NBC Act and the Press Council Act was meant to sanitize the media space and not stiffen it. Well, the director of the uh, National Institute for Legislative and Democratic Studies, uh, Abubakar Suleiman, spoke in a similar vein as he said that it has become imperative to provide some levels of check on a culture of misinformation under the guise of freedom of uh, speech. Um, well, the rest of it is there on the Nigerian Tribune. Amendment of NBC, Press Council Act will sanitize media space. Senate is there uh, this uh, morning. Uh, those two reports just okay, tells us the um, the debate out there, the angles out there, those that, you know, uh, you know uh, those that believe or the, the proponents of uh, the various uh, positions uh, that have been taken. The question now is, because I've, I've had a number of people uh, talk about how we have, um, you know, more critical issues at hand. I've heard, you know, I've heard some people say, well, the energy uh, being dissipated towards uh, this whole uh, media agenda uh, can be dissipated towards a lot of other big issues affecting the country. But then there are also some people that say, well, this is another big issue that has to be looked into, the issue of misinformation. But when we look at the way the press uh, is uh, currently controlled, so to speak, the watchdogs that we have, can we say that the gaps are so enormous that they require this much um, tampering or this much work? Uh, can we say the space needs so much sanitation that it requires all of this bra? Well, um, I, I don't know about so much, uh, but I also know that uh, the space needs some. The space needs some sanitation. Um, just just last night. Um, the you know I, I saw a, a report purportedly from the Nigerian army or even the defense I think from the defense headquarters you know that um, a beast 
was killed somewhere in Benue by the soldiers, Nigerian uh, soldiers, and uh, oh, the werewolf. Yes. Okay. So you know, <laughs> and I almost fell for it. I said, "Is this thing real? Uh, I've only been seeing these in movies. Mm. Uh, is it real?" They said it has already killed about four villages, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, like I normally do when I get such things, I I didn't share it. I just, somebody sitting by my side, I just showed it to him, you know. And uh, the, the, the person, I think we, we shared it. It was later, I woke up this morning and I, I, I saw the fake, fake news sticker on it. That nothing like that happened. I said, wow. See, the, the way things are really uh, misinformation or let's put it directly, fake news. If you are not careful, it, it could bring the whole world down. Not just in Nigeria. It, it's happening everywhere. And because people are also not patient enough to cross-check, people, some people are also, sorry the use of that word, gullible to also take everything they see on the social media. Even in newspapers this day, Ukline and Sinka, remember the snake issue, Python falling from the ceilings of Oyo State, uh, sorry, Ondo State House of Assembly Complex. And that the, the lawmakers had to run away. You remember that? The, the, those are real fake news that could cause a lot of disharmony. So, if anybody is trying to do anything about it, it's okay. The fear Nigerians have is that, again, like I've been saying, the people that want to do this, they also need some checking. Can we trust them? Is it because they are getting so much criticism that they also want to gag the media, gag everybody, not just the media, not just those of us who are doing this officially. Mm. Some, you have some citizen journalists who have also helped in some investigation. They've helped the police in some way so by, by, by shooting some videos and, and also posting them that have been positive, you know, in resolving certain crimes. Because you'll have seen the real places, real people, and you, you can point your hand to the real issues that, hap- that are happening. So what we need in Nigeria because I also believe that any human endeavor that is unregulated is, is an unmitigated or could be an unmitigated disaster. So, in that line, what do we need to do to make sure that we, to make sure we sanitize like the word they are using? We need an ombudsman that could do this kind of thing. Nigerian Press Council, I don't know how alive you know, they've been in recent times. It used to be like that, that you have this person who will take complaints, even from members of the public. And that person, that organization, you know, sits like like a mediator, you know, between the parties. Even government can report, you know, to the Mm -hmm. ombudsman, look, look at what these people are doing. I think rather than you know, doing this kind of thing and, you know, the way the National Assembly will rush this kind of bill, you know, to friction, it will amaze you that, is there any other motive behind this kind of thing? Are they just saying that, oh, we, we, we need to do this for the common good of the society? That is the fear that people are having. And the fear is real because with, with what has happened 
with Twitter, without anybody looking back, you don't know what's going to happen next. Even though some of us have migrated to Coop. I don't know if you're already there. <laughs> you know? So, I, I think that is the fear. So, when the NUJ is speaking, when the uh, uh, N- NPAN, when they're also speaking, they know what they are talking about. We don't want to be taken back to where we were in the 80s, where journalists are summarily rounded up, you know, and prosecuted on some of in fact that those times we're not even having you know this kind of thing but we know it's a serious issue now so i won't sit here and say no we don't need regulation but when you look at what they want to do with M- the mbc act then the, um, the, the the press council and all that it, they, they really really need to be sincere with what they want to do if they want to do this with all sincerity and allow the stakeholders to participate. Who are the stakeholders? Not politicians. And not all those kind of uh, 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 p- public airing that they do. Mm. You have because a lot of NGOs who are also, you know, media related. Because you know, you know the, 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 the public airing for this was done already. Mm. And according to Same. the AJ yesterday, uh, the AJ president was saying that um, that he got the invite to the public hearing, I think the day before the public hearing, oh. and that, uh, <laughs> in fact, he didn't necessarily get it uh, physically, that apparently uh, he heard about it, uh-huh. called someone who called the senator or whoever presented the bill, who then sent a WhatsApp notice to him, and then it was forwarded to him. You know, it was an afterthought. Maybe they never plan to invite the, the NUJ president. Incidentally, alongside the um, uh, alongside the NUJ president on that TV program yesterday, mm. sorry, I said it was uh, I think Senator Nala. I can't remember. Mm. And you know, <laughs> he was saying, "Well, these things happen. I've been, you know, it happens in Nigeria. We make these mistakes. Uh, mistakes? I've been invited. I've been invited to a, such a, to a critical ju- stakeholder. I've been invited to a July event in August, and these imagine? things happen." Uh, that um, they already uh, did what was expected, uh, publishing in the newspaper, the notice of the public hearing and all of that. Really? But at the end of the day, it just, uh, whatever the suggestion is, that there are questions over the process leading to the public hearing. Uh, for some people or for some stakeholders, a smacks of um, uh, cynicism. It appears they did, it, it was done intentionally. It's deliberate. It's, see, it's deliberate. You know, if if you have the number one journalist, let me, let me call the president that. Because if 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 you know what NUJ stands for, mm. uh, you know the importance of that office. If you meet such a person till less than twenty four hours to the to the commencement of such hearing, then what what are you trying to do, or what were you trying to do at that time? It, it maybe it was not expected to even come. That let's send it to him late. It's deliberate. It's it's it wasn't it wasn't just maybe somebody even reminded them that oh the NUJ president should be here, the 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 NPAN person should be there, and they start the giving them editors, the, uh, guild of editors, all of them. These are the critical stakeholders. Before you now invite gen- the general public, the notice is for the general public. The, what what they publish in the newspaper. In fact, if 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 you have done it rightly, if the law. Had not said so. Putting it in the newspaper, it not everybody will attend. 
a public area. Some people will not even be able to understand. Mm-hmm. That's why we say stakeholders, those who should know, those perhaps who are practicing in, in that particular profession or field. You know, so I, I think it, it it is what it is. Um, this one they want to do, we smell a lot of rats, even though I, I admit that we have problems with information management in the media and what, what people are getting. But the way this is being carried out leaves more to desire. Anyway, the um, public hearing, uh, the, the the public hearing for the National Broadcasting Commission Act uh, started yesterday as a two-day event, so uh, it will continue today. We'll follow that as well to see how that pans out. But as far as the um, the MPC or uh, the uh, well, the MPC, uh, uh, I mean, the Press Councils Act is concerned. Uh, yes, that's the MPC. Well, well the National see. Assembly is in was, Abuja. Mm. And you just said, Terriat, national headquarters in Abuja. Mm. If it was in Abel Kuta, maybe you'll have talked, talked about, around, no? you know, the, how many kilometers <laughs> and all that. So I repeat, it's deliberate that these guys don't want certain people to be there because they know, you know, the kind of resistance they, they are going to get. Anyway, moving on very quickly. That is on the punches on the Nigerian Tribune as well. Uh, the, there's this report on the punches uh, talking about some of the effects of the security situation in the country on uh, farming, uh, food security, and uh, you know the likes. Uh, bandits, headsmen, farm occupation, uh, insecurity, ground CBN borrowers, farmers say loan repayment difficult. Uh, there are indications that the Central Bank of Nigeria Anchor Borrowers Program is heading for the rocks as bandits are forcing farmers who took the ABP loans to abandon their farms. Farmers in Zanfara, Kebi, Sokoto, Ekiti, and Ebony State in separate interviews with the Punch on Monday said repaying the loans would be tough because bandits had taken over their farms and destroyed crops. Recall that the CBN had in 2015 launched the Anchor Borrowers Program in line with its developmental function. The program is aimed at creating a linkage between anchor companies involved in processing and small older farmers for of agricultural commodities. According to the CBN, the thrust of the ABP is provision of farm inputs in kind and cash uh, to small older farmers to boost production of the commodities, stabilize input supply to agro-processors and address the country's negative balance of payments on food. Um, well, <laughs> one of the farmers in Zanfaralaji knew who danced down in an interview said he collected 1.3 million naira anchor borrowers loan uh, his farm is in Yagaladima village in Mari local government area lamented that he was not able to harvest even a bag of rice hmm. because the bandits destroyed his crop he said that the bandits destroyed all my crop very close to harvesting period they put their cattle in my rice farm and everything was destroyed according to him the bandits also threatened to kill him if he returned to the farm he said when they destroyed my farm, they also told me not to come to farm again. Another farmer, I was kidnapped for a month. My crop destroyed. I don't know how to pay CBN. That's according to another farmer, Malam Umar Yusuf. Uh, in his own case, he took 600,000 naira as a loan. In Ekiti, farmers said insecurity had kept many of them away from their farms, making the repayment of CBN loans difficult. They lamented destruction of farms by headsmen, cattle, among other security challenges. According to them, the fact that the insurance for the CBN ABP does not cover cattle menace has compounded their problems. The third chairman of the All Farmers Association of Nigeria, Debola Alagbada, said going to farm is a serious problem. You face the challenge of being kidnapped 
by the bandits. Again, the challenges of herdsmen to farmers are enormous. Uh, that is why there is no food. No Gary, cassava, amazing town is a serious challenge. and payment of bank loan becomes a burden to the farmers. Apart from bank loans, farmers get funds from thrift societies, which is more terrible. Farmers are in serious problem now. In my farm, I battle flanny herdsmen on a daily basis. Well, the rest of it uh, is there on the punch. It's, it's the same story. Bandit headsmen, farm occupation, insecurity, ground, CBN borrowers, farmer say loan repayment, difficult. It's interesting uh, the, what the Kitty State uh, Farmers Association chairman says, saying the um, uh, insurance, whatever, for the Uncle Borrowers program does not cover uh, for the headsmen uh, challenges or cattle issue. That, that's one of the biggest issues farmers face. You, know, you begin to wonder how it's not, it's not covered by the insurance i i didn't know the story we even get there maybe i didn't know somebody even mentioned that mm-hmm. i i was just trying to pen it down that where's the place of insurance then i remember that um i don't think we have insurance for banditry in nigeria or maybe there'll be um a, a, a general you know uh, uh maybe phrase to mm-hmm. cover that kind of thing against disaster because it's become it's looking like a disaster now you don't know when the the elders will come and and graze their cattle over your farm. You don't know when bandits will come and take you away, and you cannot cultivate your farm. You the, can the, imagine somebody, someone being told not to come back. There's the insurance farm. against theft. Uh, well, this, we are not talking about theft here. This, this is robbing someone of what is rightfully theirs. This is theirs. bigger. Would see, that be? The the the, the, the but, under the but underwriters underwriters by now will be studying this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know, uh, the, the the little I know about insurance. You know, when when I I did a bit of marketing of insurance, you know, you, you know this kind of thing. If it's new like this, then insurance companies will begin to look, you know, into this kind of because before CBN will give you certain loans, you have to also make sure that your your whatever you want to put it on is insured and they will make sure that that is covered but in this case you know the insurance companies will not pay anything to anyone you know in case this has happened the only the only organization that will insure these farmers and there's a way to do that kind of insurance is the federal government of nigeria or the state government as the case may be and what are they going to do to make sure there is security that's the best insurance you can give anybody. That is the best. So I, I think it, it, maybe a lot of people, you can, you can imagine the amount of money we are talking about. 1.3 million, 600,000. You can see that these farmers are even, they are even peasants. They are not even, the, 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 I'm not sure somebody wants to use this for a kind of mechanized farming. 1.3 million, 600,000. I don't think so. You know, so you we really, we really, really need to get serious and with this insecurity and issue. The very, the very interesting thing is, at the moment, we look at the security situation, and we're talking about, you know, our prices of food are skyrocketing. Mm. There's, there's, a, I, I suspect that the full effects mm. of this we're not even seeing now. Not yet. We might begin to feel uh, you know, in some time you know, to come. Imagine us just we are eating. Maze now, mm. right? Is this the right time? Mm. Ha. We used to have early maze. Yeah. Around February, March. It's not as any time maze. Uh, yeah. Now <laughs> so that that's that's just an example of what we are here to see. We hope there is no farming 
Unfortunately, we're not, we're, not, we're not a group of people that is so great in, on storage, that's so great on preservation. Where would they? That's capital intensive. Mm. To to change your con to something else, to to change this to that, it takes. These guys just want to cultivate their crops and sell. They don't have the capacity, financial or otherwise, to do it. That that should be where government should come in. You know where you know if you want to bring in investors and all that. Even when the investors come, and cows or elders or bandits will have to chase them away. Will they come? They won't. So all we've been doing is just, you know, uh, 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 consistent farming. You just just farm for something you can eat or sell in a small village. Or you are a farmer and you're, all you sell, you just sell it within Abel Kuta. You can't go beyond that because you are afraid of even getting the loans that you could use to expand the farm. You can imagine somebody, I think early this year, somebody's farm being set on fire. Mm. Deliberately, mm. you know, a uh, 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 plantation around this Abel Kuta area. Where where do you want that person to run to? If that person has got a loan for that kind of thing, will, will, they, will the bank even listen to that kind of excuse? They will have said that maybe the person was careless. Why, why didn't you watch over your farm? To these days now, people are even installing CCTV cameras in farms. I don't know if you are aware. Just to make sure that in case something happens and they need to present certain documents to banks or insurance companies, they can have something to show. In fact, maybe it will even be the insurance company that will say, look, before we can insure this kind of thing, you need to install CCTV cameras so that you can have 24 hours coverage. You know, a third eye looking at your property. It's, it's that terrible. And it's the government. Whether you have insurance or not, the government should provide the best form of insurance for people. In fact, assurance beyond insurance because lives are being lost. So you need to provide that life assurance cover for everybody, especially the farmers, because if there's famine in the land, it's going to affect the soldiers that are fighting. It will affect the police that are also supposed to keep the peace. It's going to affect everybody. Anyway, moving on very swiftly. Uh, the president uh, insists that no section of the country is excluded in his administration. No section of Nigeria is excluded in my administration. Bari insists, says we can't condone criminals. President Muhammad Bari on Monday restated his vow to deal with criminal elements undermining the security of lives and property in the country. He made the remarks at International Conference Center Abuja, the president of the Progressive Youths Conference organized by the APC national leadership. Represented by the SGF, Mr. Boss Mustafa, President Bari said masterminds of security challenges in several states across the country would be brought to book. While advising Nigerian youth not to allow themselves to be used to instigate crisis, he said his administration has continued to give every section of the country a sense of belonging through the spread of projects, infrastructural development, and federal appointments. So far, all the policies, initiative projects, and even appointments by this administration have been guided by equity and inclusiveness. There is actually no part of the country that has not been impacted positively in the areas of infrastructure, agri, and economic support initiatives based on peculiarities of the regions. As you are all aware, we are currently deal with, dealing with some internal security challenges, and I'd like to reassure you that the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces, uh, no effort will be spared in tackling them. Well, the rest of it is on the point this morning. No, um, the Tribune, rather. No section of Nigeria is excluded in my administration. Buari insists, says we can't condone criminals. Um, the, uh, to, the, the argument of uh, infrastructure, uh, yes, 
you might find some that might argue for that because I've heard people talk about the, uh, you know, the Second Niger Bridge, for example. I've heard people talk about a number of other things that have happened in regions that either at all would argue they've not enjoyed the dividends. But as far as appointments are concerned, that appears to be where the president is having all the <laughs> the troubles. That that appears to be where there's the disagreement with the president every time he says, well, because he continues to argue that, well, those uh, arguments are unfounded. Uh, pick up a list of people who have employed and you see everyone is catered for, but for some people, they just would not agree. The, well, people will not agree, and some people will agree. It's it it uh, if it connects with their perception, selective perception. Because um, the belief among some people is that there's a group of people that the president continues to pan towards whenever it comes to fixing. But but, but they also don't have the list of everyone. Mm. They don't have the list of everyone, and you know the appointment people see. And that's why I, I don't like talking about appointments this way because some people will not like to hear it. You know, that you know, we, we just look at the service chiefs. We look at the IGP. You look at the head of this agency, those popular agencies. Mm. NIMASA, NNPC, immigration. immigration, and all those mm. places. You look at that. And you call them juicy NBC. appointments. Yeah, NBC. You call them juicy appointment, important appointment, and all that. That's the way people rate it. And I ask myself, what has been the gain of any region that have benefited from a particular appointment over the years to their people? I I I, I keep saying it. When I think it was during uh Baba Basanjo's tenure. We had IGP coming from certain part of the country. How did it help anybody? I'm not saying these things should not because of uh, uh, the complexity of Nigeria. Because people see it as a sense of belonging. Oh, it's a Yoruba man that is there. It's an Aousa man that is there. It's my person. Then I can do anything anyhow. Nothing will happen. Then it, it, it will also help if the governor is from your side. You, you think... The, the, all the roads to your village or your town will be good. Mm. You are deceiving yourself. Because it's usually not like that. We, we should be talking about competence. But is it that we don't have competence in all, all every tribe or region in Nigeria? Because I was about to say, that the argument why, has always been there's competent hands yes, almost everywhere. Yes, they, it, it's a valid argument. Mm. I, I'm just trying to, you know, give you the ground. That, you know, uh, so, is it that you don't have competent people everywhere? Is it only in one part of the country that you have competent people and that's why the appointment are skewed in favor of that region? No. So it, it, it's now that leader should now think deeply because mm. we can, I can give you even some of those leaders in the past that have done this kind of thing. People from the South. Now, the North that you are accusing now we also want to point you know, to what somebody had done in the past. It's not helping us as a nation. We are, we, are, we are not citizens anymore. We are tribesmen, all of us. We are tribesmen. And you think because somebody is from your side, he's going to help you. How many of them have helped you in the past? Well, the road to my house is bad, and there's this guy that is... <laughs> How many of them have helped you in the past? So I, I think it, that's why when I, when I talk about it, I know the, the messages I'll get after this 
<laughs> Somebody will ask me, where are you from, Gogo? Well, I'm a citizen. I'm not a, I'm not a tribe man. You know, and that is why I'm saying this. If you don't like the leader that is there now, you, you have your choice. If you have the leader that is there now, in 2023, like some people are saying, that might not be 2023, but me, I'm, me, I'm hopeful. If you, you now have the choice, you know, to change something, please change it. But, uh, it, it it's possible he changes.